You're listening to The Blueprint, brought to you by Executive Platforms. In every episode, we will discuss the topics and trends, the issues and ideas, the challenges and opportunities facing senior business leaders today. This series is one more way we want to engage with our network of industry executives. Thanks for joining us. Hello again, everyone. You're joining us for another episode of Executive Platform's Blueprint Podcast Series. My name is Jeff Mix. I'm head of content and research. My guest today is Zach Janowski of Global Manufacturing. Uh, we're going to be having a conversation about controlling costs, which I think is something every manufacturer is dealing with. We're, we're living in a more expensive world. Um, Zach hosted a Lunch and Learn Roundtable yesterday uh, with a number of other manufacturing executives where they were sharing some of their ideas, what isn't working, what might be working, uh, and he's agreed to share some of his time today to let us know how it all went. Zach, thank you so much for joining us. Happy to be here. Thanks for inviting me. I, I want to start off by talking about cost control and, and also keeping prices down because it's, you know, it, one hand washes the other. I mean, what you're buying costs something and you're trying to avoid raising your own prices when you, you sell right. your product. Mm -hmm. um, you were having a conversation with a bunch of manufacturing leaders. What were some of the points they were coming to you with? Well, I kind of came with it a framework of what is everyone else doing? I know what I'm trying to do. Um, there's many ways, manufacturers should be cutting costs, like you said, all the time. Uh, otherwise, it's you're not going to be profitable or you can't keep up with inflation or whatever. So, uh, usually it's high growth. That's one way to do it. With a lot of the big companies that are presenting here, that's what they have. They have high growth other than other cutting costs. Um, for smaller ones like us, we're trying to cut costs and find new ways to do things. So, controlling those costs, uh, we're, you know, kind of where I focused and thought I could hear what other people could bring to us. So I focused on the specific processes and everything like that. But for the most part, we seem to all hyper-focus on, on labor. Um, might be the, the biggest, you know, look at trying to fix it or, or make it better, hiring, uh, transitioning from people leaving or uh, coming back again or taking leave of absences, trying to figure that out. And that's kind of where we focused all, all lunch. In, uh, in a more expensive world, we're also seeing higher turnover in the workforce. Um, I, I think it's an interesting idea. I mean, if you're losing some headcount anyway, maybe there's a way to upskill the remaining people or maybe through automation you can have the same amount of productivity from a smaller pool. Is that sort of what you're talking about? Yes, we, we, we briefly discussed uh, the ability for people to they, they want to see progress in their in their own careers um, but a, a, a lot of people it's finding something so we just listened to um, to the uh, GE vice president and he was talking about ways that he incentivizes and gives to the people uh, the employees what they need don't don't make them fit the works position make the work fit the person so I kind of you know that kind of goes hand in hand with what we were talking about the other day like what do people Want. And I think each individual manufacturer kind of left with, we need to find uh, a new way to find the right talent. And so I think it was more finding talent and, uh, and then keeping them. A lot of them were complaining about uh, people leaving before the introductory period over less than 90 days, I think is what some of them said. You know, um, I've had even less than that. So it, it's a high cost to hire somebody, especially in a smaller business. Um, and that that is a complaint and you do a lot of training and orientation and bring them in and, and get them all ready and then they they leave or they want to go for a different job and, and just trying to figure out what 
who the right person is. And once you get them in there, you want to keep them there. You want to make them happy. Uh, they're doing good work. So. so it's a really interesting point. When people talk about cost control, I mean, some people would talk about like, well, we can source from different suppliers or we can shorten our, our supply chain or, or yeah. adjust a process. But you're actually suggesting, and I, I think it's a great point, you're investing so many resources into onboarding and training up the people that you need. Retention can actually be a major tool for cost control. Right, and and it, I I had wanted to focus more on the other things. Uh, I wanted to hear how other people were doing it, and make sure you know, I'm not you know, going the wrong direction. So I I had all those things ready, but. Uh, that's just not where the conversation went. So that was great. Um, well, and, and I think that's worth saying. So um, for people who aren't familiar with it, the format of a Lunch and Learn roundtable discussion is, uh, you know, a topic is chosen and uh, Zach agreed to host one on controlling costs. But I mean, he's one person at a table with 10 other executives and they all opted in. They chose this topic and, and they came to it with what they're working on. And they're still hoping to hear from other people, but they, they chose it because they wanted to contribute in that space. So it's interesting so many of them did focus on um, workforce and talent. Oh, I, I, I kind of had one bullet point that I was going to bring up with that because, you know, you have your good people with a lot of knowledge and experience that are already there. Um, sometimes they just want to work. Sometimes they want progression. Um, but what works best for a lot of manufacturers is to put them in, a, put them in the overhead not, not direct labor, um, give them the ability to affect more people. Um, you can get the lower wage, introductory level people to come in, but even if it's uh, a higher wage than it used to be, doesn't matter. You're still putting a lower wage into the direct labor of a part rather than uh, you know, someone who's double or triple that wage because they've been there so long or they have so much experience. So you take them out and you have them teach, you have them become a manager. Um, so you kind of get the uh, promote from within instead of pulling people from without. And uh, that was one of the things I was bringing up and I didn't think any of them really, they didn't seem to have a problem. So we stayed with the, the you know, how do we, <clears throat> where do we focus on hiring? Um, and, and we brought up, uh, you know, there was a lot of different things that people said, hey, this is what we do in our area. And so people were, you know, looking into that. For a little context, who was part of this conversation? Who signed up for your lunch? So we had quite a mixed bag there at the table. I mean, uh, we're, we're in industrial product manufacturing, so we're doing all metals, mostly um, castings or raw bars or tubes. Then I had a, a pet um, food manufacturer, um, had no idea how that worked, and he explained it to me, and I was like, wow, that's interesting. You know, I had a 3D printer, I had a manufacturer, I had a uh, flooring manufacturer, carpets and, and wood floors. We had uh, Scott from Masonite came to our table as well because uh, he was a he was a uh, a speaker here uh, earlier on Sunday, I think, and then uh, or on one of the panels. And then uh, uh, oh, um, uh, they make air handlers. Another company made air handlers for specifically for. Um, big server rooms or I assume cloud facilities or um, server farms to keep it really cold in there and he's like specifically for that. I asked him if I could get one for my house but <laughs> it's probably a little too expensive compared. How did the conversation go? Like what were some of the, the points raised or, or takeaways? Well we all kind of, I mean uh, I come from a deep military background uh, as the primary in my experience mm -hmm. um, and 
we like to complain a lot in the military, so uh, we all get a kick about you know complaining about what somebody did to us or you know higher ups, whatever. Um, we just like to complain; it makes us a cohesive group, um, and we all kind of as leaders and you know we all kind of resonate with each other on the problems we're facing that we're not the only ones um, and so it was more probably more cathartic or a therapy session um, that we all you know we had some good laughs and um, you know not so much people people no one so there was one guy who gave gave some advice but when he turned his head from me it was really suspect I couldn't hear so he had some ideas I think the people that he listened to or listened to him understood but I didn't really get it I, I didn't catch what he said so you know I appreciate you saying that you know there is something cathartic in a lot of people with the same challenge sharing their grief I mean I, I think all brainstorming has to start with saying there's an issue here what is everyone else doing and even if no one came in with the right answer it's interesting that the starting point is well we've all got this problem um, can you speak to that sure yeah I, I think um, a lot of people enjoyed probably letting the burden off a little bit, opening up. Um, each person kind of had their own say, and it all seemed very familiar uh, to each other person. Everyone's nodding their heads and, and, uh, and agreeing and smiling. And, um, <clears throat> and I think there were some, you know, whether the answers weren't made or weren't figured out uh, while we were sitting there, I think each, each person kind of felt a little better about it. And if not, they, they connected after uh, to, to discuss it more. I, I sat with Scott from Masonite and we, we discussed it uh, some more, uh, reminisced a little bit. He had military in his family and I, I'm military and, and we discussed that for a little bit as well. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, in our offhand uh, co conversation after everyone else had pretty much left uh, is what I assume other people had as well. And I had one piece of advice that I had heard that doesn't work for me per se, but it could have worked for him and he's gonna look into it, is um, uh, in our area in Arkansas, they're working on helping people who are stuck in penitentiaries get work, train them up so when they are able to get out, they have, a work, they have work available to them or a skill available to them. So it's a, it's a training program for inmates? Yes, and um, <clears throat> so they, they come, they're pretty much uh, handled uh, because they can't go anywhere. So um, they have some programs on site or at a technical college where they'll, they'll teach them some skills. And it was, this is specific to manufacturing. I'm sure they could learn others, but that's what I was at a manufacturing, another manufacturing council for this. And um, they teach them some skills, some basic skills. And then you bring them in and you teach them, a, 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 you know, you expound on that. And, and then when they are up for parole or whatever, then they have a skill. They can continue working for you or they could go work for somebody else. Or, um, so I, I brought that up to, to one of the guys at the table and he was like, I'll have to look into that. I mean, we, have, we used to have something like that and I lost track of it. Um, he's like, I'll have to get back into that. So it, it hasn't worked for us. We haven't, I don't have a huge need for it. He has a bigger need for more people than we do. Um, so it was a bigger pool, but it, you know, we talked about reliability of people showing up. You know, a lot of people leave on Fridays. They just take the day off or they made enough money. Um, whereas in this specific instance, the inmates are brought directly to, usually bust to you. Um, they work and then they're bussed back. And that's what I'm told, but I don't have personal experience sure. on that. But 
very reliable source of um, employees and you're helping. Yeah, so. and I think you know once they've served their time, you've, you've broadened and deepened the talent pool of trained manufacturing able people. Right. And if you do end up hiring them after they've, they've served their time, you know, you talk about employee retention. I mean, you gave them the skill set. You've given them this opportunity. Presumably, mm -hmm. they've spent their, their time uh, while incarcerated thinking, when I get out, this is how I'm going to move forward with my life. I think that's a really powerful idea. Yeah. They, our, our manufacturing council in Little Rock had, had a, a, a case, or not a case study, but a, a person come up and who went through the program. Um, and it just, it kind of really hit home. It was really nice to hear about. I mean, he, he said it was... I don't know how many tries he said he got, but he said he was, it was up there, double digits, you know, and he's like, I'm finally doing something worthwhile. Uh, I enjoy it working with one of the companies that was there. And it was very inspiring to hear. Um, not sure if it fits our, our company yet, but as we grow, we may need it. And I think that's, um, you know, everyone makes mistakes, so you shouldn't get a second chance. So yeah. I really, really liked that. I gave that to him, and I, and I am assuming the same thing happened with everyone at our table. I love that this conversation started off as uh, controlling costs, then it became the, the human story, then it became a very specific human story. Yeah. I mean, I don't think anyone was expecting you guys over lunch to solve, hey, we're living in a more expensive world, but yeah. I still think it was a valuable conversation. Yeah, that, that was, I, I didn't take it going that way either, but I think we all enjoyed it. So, <laughs> and we still got to eat a good lunch. I really appreciate you taking the time and, and sharing how the conversation went. Zach. Sure, thanks for having me. That's right. great. You've been listening to another episode of Executive Platform's Blueprint Podcast Series. I've been Jeff Nix. Let's do it again soon.